to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Dave Callum. And I am Clay Grove. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game, and it's a good bet Dave will get distracted watching kitten videos on YouTube during this podcast. <laughs> They're so cute! <laughs> yeah, How can cute. you not? Oh, I just have to start off by making fun of you, because I'm going to I'm gonna take it hard this one. So. <laughs> well, we got bucket loads to talk about today. Uh, we're going to discuss what it takes to pass the commercial boating exam. Uh, apparently it takes more than me. <laughs> Uh, then we're going to follow up with fishing with the family. Uh, we have several fish in the news to look at if we got the time. Um, then, of course, we'll look at this week in Fish Nerd Nation, the videos that we post on fishnerds.com. Stump the fish nerd. Stump the fish nerd. The telephone call in was actually working. We're very excited about that. So we are able to take voicemail messages on 607. 378 fish. That's 3474. Uh, and if you post a question there, if you say your question, say your first name, where you're from, and your question, uh, we'll play it on our podcast. And it's awesome fun. Mm-hmm. We hope. Awesome. Uh, and then, uh, then we're, we're, we have a big book meeting coming up. Oh, is it tomorrow? Really it's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Let's be prepared. Let's be prepared for fame. Mm, yes. Hampshire famous. Very exciting. So, <laughs> speaking of, of, uh, legendary famousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when we were fishing on Silver Lake last week. Mm-hmm. We were going after the white, the mighty white fish. The mighty white and, fish. And uh, we're chatting about what's coming up. And you're like, hey, you know, I gotta, I gotta take the commercial boating exam for my job over the summer. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's that's great. Are you study? No, oh, I don't need to study. <laughs> wow, I haven't even cracked the book. Roads where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> don't need those stinking exams. <laughs> Apparently you do. So, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. First of all, oh, man. So I'm, I'm really, this is actually quite, I can't tell you how embarrassed I am. <laughs> you know how I usually, I mean, you know me. I roll with the punches. I'm pretty cool. Yeah, you're you're as cool cool as a cucumber. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I I'm so easy going about some things. I studied for this exam the night before the test. <laughs> I read the manual, uh, and then I went online and I found the online version of the test oh. through the fishing for through the um. Department of Safety website. Wow, that's that sounds that sounds very straightforward. And I took it. I took yes. the test. And I aced it. Mm, mm-hmm. And I thought, perfect. Got it. I'm ready. <laughs> so then I went down to, uh, took the test with about 60 other people. Nice. Were and they, he, were they road scholars? In the no, classes? these were all, God, mostly were, were Australian and Irish and <laughs> bunch of camp counselors from all over the world. Oh, right, right. Cause it's the summer kind of work, work trade thing. Right. Summer camp season. So I'm in a room with all these kids. The uh, the safety officers do a quick review, answer whatever questions people have. I'm like, all right, let's just get this on over with. I got this. And they hand out, you know, the paper copy of the test. Mm-hmm. My is by the way, in 2013. Right. All these mimeographed or photographed copies of tests going around. And then a hand sheet, you answer sheet, you fill in the blanks. And then they said, okay, when you finish the test... We'll grade them right here in front of you and give you your grades. Nice. Right? Okay. You gotta get like a 76 or something to pass it. Okay. So the, the, and then they, when you finish the test, they sit there with red markers and they grade it by hand. 
60 of these things. Even though you filled in the little circles? Well, that doesn't make one difference whatsoever. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's just these old guys marking with a red pen. So. Joe's our analytical grader. Yeah, so I get the test, and I start it, and on the first page, I'm already like, oh, boy. <laughs> because I memorized most of the safety stuff. I figured, all right, they're going to be asking questions about boat safety, things that's I got to know. That's what you would want of a commercial boat driver, yes. Yeah, and, I, and I'll get into the questions in a minute. So I, I, I got through the test. By the way, while I'm taking the test, it took me about 45 minutes. While I'm testing, like 10 people got up and turned their stuff in. They're getting hundreds. Boom, hundred, boom, hundred. And I'm like, how a hundred? How the heck is that happening? So I have a theory, but I'm not going to share that. And so I'm like, all right, fine. Turn mine in. And I wait and I watch them grade it. Yeah. Red, red line, red line, red line, red line, red line, red line, red line. I'm like, oh no. And I start feeling really nauseous. Cause my summer job requires me to have a commercial boating license or I can't work. I'm taking kids fishing every day. I'm getting paid to do this. Right. And so, anyway, he puts a score up and it was like a 72.9. Oh. And I think it was two questions off from passing. And I'm like, totally embarrassed. I'm the oldest guy in the room. All these foreign kids. <laughs> Getting hundreds. And I'm like, 72.9. Oh, I'm an idiot. So afterwards. <laughs> well, I, you're, you're a fish nerd, not a boat nerd. <laughs> oh, my. Well, and the most embarrassing, I, the worst, I had to call my dad and tell him. My dad's retired Coast Guard. So, <laughs> talk about embarrassing. I had to tell my wife and my dad and just the two people who I just don't want to let down. I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, they, they uh, both changed their last names. I don't know. They're no longer Groves. <laughs> so. Well, the worst thing is, is you know, if somebody says you're, you know, you're dumb, you'd be like, well, I, actually, I was tested. Yes, that is true. That is, that is in fact the truth. But here's the worst thing: I'm a, I'm a teacher <laughs> for for one more day. I'm, unemployment's coming fast, but <laughs> I'm a teacher. Yeah. I know better than to blame the test. Here I am blaming the test, but right. I'm going to get there. Okay. But it's not the test's fault. It's my fault for not studying enough. And here's how I know. Okay. I walk up to the instructor. Uh, the, 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 they don't call them instructors. They're proctors. Yes. And I said, look, you guys are scheduled to be here till noon. How about I just retest right now? Because <laughs> it's only 10 o'clock, right? And he's like, no, no, you got to wait at least 24 hours for you to retest. I'm like, yeah, but you can just throw my test in the trash. I'll be done in 40 minutes. Nobody will know the difference. How about that? He goes, no. And he, and he reaches under my arm. I'm holding a white envelope. Yeah. And he pulls the envelope out from under my arm without having to ask him. He just takes it right out. Oh. And he pulls the boating guidebook out of there. Yeah. And he goes, tell me, did you study? I said, yes, I did. Uh huh. <laughs> and he's, and he's talking to me like I talk to my students all the time. <laughs> I studied. And he goes, okay. And he flips to the back of the book where there's all the practice questions. Oh. And he goes, I can't help but notice. That your practice questions are all blank. Did you try these questions? And I went, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I've been there. And I don't like it. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'll tell you what. If you had done that, you'd have passed the test. And I went, oh, you're right. I'm blaming the test. How about you just let me retest right now? <laughs> so, uh, But the cool thing was afterwards, they stayed after with me. Let me look at the actual test. And my answer sheet and figure out what I went wrong with. Right. Cause obviously you, you need help. I need big time help. 
So you want to hear a couple of samples? I do, yes. Of some of the questions I got wrong. And you could tell me if these are safety questions or even questions that you think should even be asked by a boater. Or we'll get there. Let me find a good one here. All right. So this is the commercial license. So because kids are entrusting you with their lives, mm-hmm. parents have you know, said the kids are there, that as a captain of a pontoon boat, is it a pontoon boat? It's a pontoon boat. Yeah. So as a captain I, of a pontoon I like that. boat, I'm make these are the critical captain. things you should know. Right. So here's an example. I wrote down a few of these. Yep. Uh, properly displayed bow numbers must be at least three inches high in bold letters and read from left to right, read from right to left, be displayed in the stern of the vessel, be a minimum of five inches wide, or be black in color. Wow. Those are the multiple choice. That's the choices. And for me, I read that question. And I went, um, jeez, <laughs> bow numbers should be on the bow, so it right. turns out of there. Uh, five inches wide seems awfully big. My, on my boat are black and they be from left to right. <laughs> so so, I don't know the answer. I probably got that one wrong. But the problem with that question, you know, here's where I go blaming the test, and I'm sorry for this. I apologize. So, if any of my students are listening, um, that question is not a safety question. That's like asking a driver's test guy how big should your license plate be and where it should be placed. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's a question that this that, that the enforcement officers should know that stuff. Yeah. For, for me, I just buy the boat. It has numbers on it. I drive the boat. <laughs> so boat. I don't know the answer still. I will know it. Well, so. it, it it does seem like the kind of thing that it it seems trivial. Yes. <laughs> it does seem trivial, but there's a lot of questions like that. I'm probably going to bore this podcast out with, with sharing. Uh, here's one. A hull identification number, H-I-N, is used the same way a vehicle identification number, VIN number. It's used the same way as license plate. tells the max horsepower, or it must be large, bold letters in good proportion. <laughs> Again, <we're>, what? <laughs> in good proportion. I think really anything should be in good Everything proportion. Everything should be, yeah. Uh, but But again, like... There's a lot of, there was tons of questions like that on the test. Wow. That just like these, it's like they had to fill up 85 questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a lot of water skiing questions, which I didn't bother to learn. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that may be a been a thing. Although pontoon skiing is probably not high on the list. It happens. <laughs> it does happen. It happens. Here's an example of one. Uh, what's the maximum number of people that may be towed on water skis from one boat at the same time without a permit from a director of state? <laughs> That's very useful information for all boaters to know. I wonder how many times the director of state gets a permit. I want to haul 12 people up on a pyramid. <laughs> I saw a pyramid down I'm, in Florida. I want the Fonz to jump the show. <laughs> That's oh, don't thing. don't even get to shark jumping. That uh, takes a whole. There. That takes three signatures. <laughs> I think we jumped the shark with our podcast. Just yeah, we did. Questions. That was kind of boring. So <laughs> I'm not going to go on about it. But I'm retaking the test this Thursday. Nice. I'm I've made flashcards. <laughs> I've filled in the blanks in that workbook, and my boss at the uh, camp is uh, has very high expectations. Oh, this is this is put the pressure on. I I, I don't want to jinx you, but like you got a lot of pressure on this. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, the, the, we'll definitely revisit this and see if Clay actually could do his summer job. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. Poof. 
Done. <laughs> Let's put that behind us. I'm a little embarrassed. That's okay. I'll I'll sure I'll be sure not to let you forget it. Yeah, and on all these twenty year olds from, from you know, don't Australia. Even speak the language. Oh yeah, no, they're like, Good I think I'll pass the I can't even do it, like put another test on the Bobby. God. I'm awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> um next up is fishing with the family. Yeah, I took my kids fishing and my wife. Wow, how'd that go? Well, um we went to I'm, we're researching family fishing spots for another project, which we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, and so I took the kids and Krista, my wife, up to uh, Falls Pond in Albany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falls Pond is, is a trout-only pond up on the Kankamongas Highway. Yeah. And we went fishing there, and we caught nothing for a good yeah. long time. Isn't there supposedly killifish in that? No, killies pond, killifish are in freedom at uh, Trout Pond. Ah, oh, well, that never mind. Most cleverly named pond on earth, trout pond. <laughs> so. But anyway, sorry, false. Yeah, pond. no, it's a false pond. It's a little bit of a hike in, beautiful place, and we fished for a little while. I put, I put worms in the kids' hooks, and they weren't catching anything. And we saw this huge leech swim by, and I grabbed that, and I tried to get Zoe to hold it, but she wouldn't go for it. Really big leech. Mm. And I have I- no idea how to put a leech on a hook, but I, I just figured, just like a worm. Right. Only they're super tough. They are. <laughs> so I hooked the leech through what I thought was its head. And meanwhile, while I'm looking at sucking to my hand on the other side, <laughs> I think they have two heads, one on each side of their body or something. They definitely have two suckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yes. When I try to pull it off my hand to go fishing, it's like stretching out to like five inches long. It's always going, Dad, I'm not sure a fish is going to eat that thing. And I'm like, well, if I was a fish, I'd eat it. And, you know, so we didn't. I, I, I have a quick leech story. Let's hear it because it's better than my story. It, no, but um, I've been fishing off a lot of bridges looking for creek chub suckers. And this time of year, there are tons and tons of um, snapping turtles. And snapping turtles seemingly, as far as I could tell, like to nest on bridge abutments because it's the right kind of gravel and sand. So there's nice always – hill there, yeah, easy to dig in. Yeah, yeah. And so they're always kind of around the bridges this time of year. And um, I was looking at one the other day, and it swam by, and a big um, painted turtle was kind of – it looked like it was harassing it. it. It was just kind of like all over it. And I've oh. never seen a painted turtle be aggressive like that. Yeah. <laughs> then the painted turtle, so just they, they, <laughs> so they went under the bridge and then the painted turtle, it was a big painted turtle, popped up and it had a leech in its mouth. I was cleaning off the snapper. I think that's what it was. That's cool. Yeah, I think it was because snappers seem to always have leeches on them. Oh yeah, so gross. Oh, They're so God. cool, but so gross. Yeah. So anyway, that that was my one minute uh, leech story. That's much better than the family fishing story. <laughs> so, I'm just filling in some noise here. But now we we fished for a while, and one of the things I always tell people when fishing with kids, first of all, I didn't fish. I let the kids fish. Yeah. And if you and we could see fish everywhere, tons of golden shiners all over the place. Hmm. And so the kids are perfectly happy catching a trout if they could catch one. Yep. But we were there for about 20 minutes. I have a three year old and a six year old. So by 20 minutes, they're burnt out of fishing. Yeah, they're done. They're not catching anything. So I quickly tied on tiny hooks, and we were into the into golden shiners like crazy. Oh. So catching tons and tons of fish. So like, whenever you're not catching fish, you know, it's my advice to parents fishing with kids, go smaller. Yeah. You know, go parents, find, find smaller kids. Yeah, smaller, yeah, smaller kids. No. <laughs> I just remember, they're not going to be little forever, so that fishing does get better. <laughs> yeah. Catch a terrible bait. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a story, but I did notice also they have a, a big uh, placard there explaining all the wildlife in the in the pond. 
Oh. And uh, Zoe pointed out that they misnamed an animal on the sign. Oh, they did. What was it? They mixed up water scorpion and giant water bug. Oh, idiots. <laughs> and and yeah, but uh, you know it's funny. That's a mistake I see everywhere. That one right. mistake huh. is such a common mistake. But Zoe was not happy to see that. Well, she's, she's disappointed. I know, and that's so, so nerdy of her to point that out. So I'm very <laughs> proud. <laughs> All right, let's well, move awesome. on past this. This is not that great story. Fish in the news, Dave. Fish in <laughs> the news. <laughs> we got a couple of fish in the news stories. Um, so I, I'm just going to pull up uh, the first one that's on the top of the pile here. Fishing leads U.S. in lightning deaths. So between Wait, people 2000... are dying when they're fishing. Is that what that says? Lightning, yes. People getting struck by lightning. Really? Is it because of lying? Uh, well, I suppose you're out on the water with a big uh, li- lightning rod. Oh, jeez. I thought it was because they lied so much. <laughs> <laughs> Between 2006 and 2012, 238 people died from lightning strikes in the U.S. Not all fishing, though. Wow. Uh, that's 37 people a year died of lightning. Most, 152 of these deaths occurred from leisure activities. Huh. As opposed to working activities, I suppose. Right, because I leisurely sit in lightning storms. <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever there's a storm coming, I get my chaise lounge out, <laughs> put it out there, make myself a nice strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> Ice it down with some hailstones. <laughs> We're good to go. So over that six-year period, 26 people bought the farm with lightning. And uh, wow. as opposed to camping, 15, boating, 14, and soccer, 12. <laughs> So you would you would think golf, right? Cause that's, uh, you would think that, yeah. Yeah, but golf was came in at eight, and apparently there's a big campaign to keep golfers from getting struck by lightning, and it's working. Really? Yes. Interesting. So there you go. So if you're out fishing and you think there is a thunderstorm bearing down on you, they said the main reason is people misjudge it, and they uh, don't get out in time. Well, hey, this is from the boating exam uh, in New Hampshire. <laughs> When a storm's now, coming. why should I believe you? In New Hampshire, way. when a storm is coming, which way should you always look? <laughs> That's a real test. That's a real test question. I got some right. You should you should look to the future. To the west. <laughs> to the west. To the west. Storms come from the west. So, there you go. <laughs> that one I got right. That one you got right. That I'm a, I, I do teach science. I can hear you that. <laughs> the next where, story. I know where the weather comes the from. So. <laughs> is in Let's Chicago. Let's talk about me some more. What was that? <laughs> Let's talk about me some more. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chicago, a angler is trying to break the world record for catching the most fish in a 24-hour period. It's crazy. It's crazy. What's the current record? The current record is, let me read through this. This guy sounds, you know, he's a total fish nerd, but he's also like a nerdy nerd. He's mm. he's a revolutionary nerd. You know, those guys that do I think he's a recreation guy. Oh, just like the reenactments? Yeah. <laughs> Super nerdy. That's that's a that's a weird kind of nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like worse than Doctor Who kind of nerdy. <laughs> and he does uh fishing teaching, which is which is great. Right. And uh he does urban stuff and he's like a little multi species. I mean his he's definitely got his head in the right fishy zone. Um but he has a program that he, he fishes like George Washington. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if he dresses like George Washington. I wear a powdered wig when I go fishing. <laughs> I don't lie about it. 
Was George Washington? <laughs> no, it was Abe Lincoln wasn't the liar, right? No, it was George Washington. Was it? Yeah, he chopped down a cherry tree, all this stuff. Yeah, okay. I guess Lincoln a, was a liar. Are you saying Lincoln was a liar? That's a damn liar. <laughs> so anyway, the current record was 2,649 fish. In one day. In one day. And uh, we could if do this that. guy's going to break the record, he needs to average two fish per minute. Wow. <laughs> so I don't see how you could do that. Well, and you have to stay in the school. Yeah. The and you would day. have to just, like... You'd have to make your gear barbless. You'd have, I mean, it, you would, God, for 24 hours. Can you imagine that? Two a minute for 24 hours. Oh, you would be, when you pee. <laughs> I suppose you just pee right there. Like a marathoner. You, you know, this is an interesting bit of, of trivia. My boss at work is doing lobster research out in uh, Block Island in Rhode Island. Catching the records? It, <laughs> I don't know if he's doing any record catching, but he said, hey, I learned how to pee on a lobster boat. Oh, good. I usually pee off the side, I would think, but. Well, see, that's why you fail exams. That's right. <laughs> that was not a question on the exam. <laughs> so the answer is you pee right in the middle of the boat. On the floor. On the floor, right in the middle of the boat. And it because it's dangerous to be on the side, like leaning over the side. Uh, well. You know, and the deck is always wet. And, you know, there's always stuff flopping. They just sloshing. pee right there? They pee right in the middle. At least that's what they told him. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they told him. <laughs> Gonna tell his friends. <laughs> they're gonna like read a story about it, and they're all gonna be like out in the water, playing their playing their little musical sea-going instruments and giggling and singing songs about them. And... <laughs> so anyway, that's the story I heard. <laughs> um, the last one's pees in the middle of the boat. I'm about to do it. Go for it. Okay, <laughs> be on the boat. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the last fish in the news is a Minnesota man is sentenced to jail after cheating in fishing competition. Wow. And the quote is, God told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. Wow. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. So God told him not to do it. And he did it anyway. Well, and there you go. Should have listened. Should have listened to God. Should have listened to God. <laughs> After last week, I'm not sure how far I want to go into God, but <laughs> so he's a 72 year old Minnesota man mm-hmm. was sentenced to one week in jail for cheating in a fishing competition. Wow, seven days. Seven days at 72. Now, so that that's a that's that's a calculable, you know, percentage of the guy's life left. Right. Could be the rest of your. Could be. Well, he got life, but they didn't want to say that. <laughs> Let's let's go a week now, and we'll see how it comes. Just take it one day at a time at this age, you know. Now, this wasn't his first offense, I understand. Uh, no. no. And so he had, see, he had a trail of suspicion following him for years, according to the locals. He was caught trying to pass off the fish at the February competition. See, what were some of the other things? I guess well, he, he had, had he a had long... Brought, he brought a live pike in, I read. I don't have the article in front of me. But I was reading this. He brought a live pike from another body of water into a fishing competition. And he carried it out in the ice. And then he got booed off the ice <laughs> and arrested. So <laughs> That is awesome. But on that one, God told him to do that. God <laughs> says, mean, thou shalt bring a pike. 
<laughs> He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so they, they take their fishing laws very you think, seriously. Uh, you think God would have been cooler with the idea of mysteriously multiplying fish? You would think God would be cooler with that. Yeah, he would think he would like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's fish in the news. Oh, that's good news. It's good news. I know. That was a three news day. We'd that's never crazy. get that far. No. Usually I'm yelling at you before you get that far into it. What's going on with this podcast? Hey, Fish in the News is brought to you by <laughs> Brought to you by Dave's left foot. When you need to count to fourteen, count on Dave's left foot. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> You actually wrote that down. <laughs> I was I was trying to think, you know, what, what what would be a good sponsor? And I saw my foot sitting oh. there. Uh, we're I, on that, the we're on the verge of a real tagline. We're, yeah, it's a great tag. We're on the verge of real sponsorship. We're not going to talk about that just yet. So <laughs> we may actually have real sponsors soon. So. Instead of my left foot. If you do want to sponsor the Fish Nerds <laughs> podcast, and we'd love to have you, uh, anything fishy or fish related, or even any, who cares what it is, you want to sponsor us on our website or on our on our podcast, just contact us at uh, advertising at fishnerds.com. It sounds like you made that up. I just made that up. <laughs> I didn't write that down. <laughs> and we will uh, send you a rate sheet and get you in the game. In so, the game, yes. In the game. Yeah, so we're so. we're happy, happy to take sponsors. We really could use it. <laughs> All right, Fish Nerd Nation. Fish we got time for Fish Nerd Nation. Nation. Yeah, let's check that out. Yeah. So, so our website, if you haven't been to it yet, is fishnerds.com. And it's, it's a clearinghouse we put together of kind of fishing information, a lot of YouTube videos. But we've taken long nine or ten minute long videos, taken the best 30 seconds and given them to you uh, so you can enjoy them without having to uh, actually watch someone not fish for nine and a half minutes. So, right. And we nice. we scour the web for the nerdiest fishy stuff that we can find. So, <laughs> you know, it's typically not your bass fishing, you know, uh, reports. It's the guy doing crazy fish stuff. Um, so there's a guy biting the head off a trout. <laughs> I didn't. I just saw. I just logged in just now, and I didn't. It was on. The, it was not there this morning. <laughs> yeah. It. It. Uh. It. It was, uh, wait, I posted it just before the podcast. Um, you have to watch that because the guy, the guy, he thought it was a good idea all the way up to the wind. The, the head is in his mouth. <laughs> well, and you, and you, when your camera's on you, you're really kind of committed to it. Yes, <laughs> you have exactly. To follow through. And he does an embarrassing gagging thing. It's very, <laughs> it's well, very fun. You would. You know, it's interesting because I take, um, a part of my summer job, I take kids deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. And we always go for mackerel. And a couple of the Scottish kids always bite the heads off of mackerel. <laughs> and they spit it at the seagulls. The, the seagulls Scottish are, kids? Yeah, the Scottish kids. They are the craziest bunch. And I, <laughs> they're like, watch me bite the head off a of mackerel! And then they just bite the head right off it and spit it at the birds. And I'm always like, I think that's a really bad idea. <laughs> as As the person in charge of this trip, let me make that clear. Because if you say it out loud like that, yeah, the liability's on them. Uh, that, <laughs> you know? Wait, I'm get, like, no, no, stop, please. God told me it. not to bite the head. Yeah, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Yeah, so and it's and mackerel just so stinky. So good for them. <laughs> good for them. Hey, do you watch uh, Parks and Rec? No. Okay. 
So this this character, Ron Swanson, <laughs> is, is Parks and Rec. And I'm, I'm going to play the clip because it's a short clip. But it's his wisdom on fishing. Is that on our... Yes. Give oh, a man I did a see fish that. and you feed him for a day. Don't teach a man to fish and you feed yourself. He's a grown man. Fishing's not that hard. <laughs> Fishing is not that hard. It isn't. <laughs> it just, he's a grown man. That's <laughs> really funny. So anyway, I, yeah, I, I, I like that clip a lot. So I, I agree a, with him. <laughs> you know, exactly. Don't teach a man to fish. It's more fish for you. <laughs> Good stuff. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Fish so, Nerd Nation this week. Fish, fish Nerd Nation. The last thing I, I know, we're taking too much time, but there is a – did you watch Stump the Priest? I did watch Stump the Priest. I thought it was good. Stump the Priest was great. He's a he's a, a Christian nerd, um, unabashedly. I mean, he, clearly he's a nerd, and he completely describes the whole Christian fish that you see on the uh, cars. And I never knew what the little name meant and all that. And I would bet you most uh, people who have those Christian fish don't know what it means either. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fascinating story. So uh, uh, Father Wagner is the guy's name. Yeah, and I feel like you're doing a little penance, or penance, or whatever you call it, from last week's podcast. So. <laughs> a little shout out. Yeah, hey, we like everyone, you know. So. Well, you I know, wouldn't have done it, but this guy is clearly such a nerd that I just had to do it. He well, throws in little jokes. And, well, anyone who's that excited about whatever they're doing, to the level, to that level, is exactly. inherently nerdy, and we like them because of that. Exactly. You know, it's contagious. Whether you, you know, whether you agree with them or not doesn't make any difference. We like those kind of people. Yeah. He's exactly. our kind of people. <laughs> our kind of people. Our kind of people. So, so Stump the Priest, we like that a lot. Which brings us to... Stump the oh, Fish Nerds! Yes. Yes. So, Stump the Fish Nerds, we have uh, a couple of people that called in and they asked us questions. Um, and we're going to play a few of those right now, and uh, we're going to ask, yeah. answer those. Why don't you give the number out, Dave, while I cue these up? Okay, I will as soon as I find the number. Um, <laughs> so the number is, should I talk slowly? Uh, no, I'm good. 607-378-FISH. Fish. 607-378-3474. Right. And so the first one, here we go. You ready? Yep. That's a little delay here. Hey, fish nerds, I have a question. How come nobody ever calls the fish nerds? <laughs> oh, that was me. That was you. I was testing. Long one. Sorry about that. That's an accident. <laughs> you got another one? Yeah, I got another Okay. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, fish nerds, this is Scott Cormenius. So I was kind of wondering, what's the best way to grill flaky fish? What temperature, and would you use direct, direct heat, direct rolling method, or indirect? Thanks. Awesome. Okay. Well, we are thrilled that Scott gave us a call. He's from Kansas. I was playing again. <laughs> yeah, he's from Kansas. I used to have a fish from Kansas. He also went to high school in New Jersey with me. Oh, is that the connection? <laughs> That's the, he's, so he's one of our Facebook fans. I haven't seen a kid in 20 some odd years, but <laughs> he called him with a, uh, to the kid, he's 40. <laughs> With a question, but a really good question. The question was, cooking flaky fish on the grill, best method, direct heat, indirect heat, whatever. So I'm going to give you my answer, then you can we can go to the expert from that. Okay, go. Because I do cook fish on the grill frequently. 
And my advice on flaky fish on the grill is uh, either cook them whole so that the fish stays intact. Because fish meat is not flaky until it's cooked. Mm. So if you cook it intact, it will be flaky when it's all done. Or what I would like to do is fillet it, but leave the skin on. And cook it skin side down on the grill. Mm. And that way it cooks through that way. But because it gets flaky, you don't want it falling through the grill. It's on the skin. And then when you take it off, slide your spatula between the skin and the meat. And you'll skin it off the grill right there. Or you can plank it. It's another nice way. But So that's your official answer. That's the, the fish nerd's take on it. The fish nerd's take. I'll speak for both of us. <laughs> Which is fine, because I'm not the cook in the group. <laughs> um, so, but my brother-in-law is actually, A, he's a nice guy, and B, he is a longtime manager of a famous restaurant down in, in Washington, D.C. that wins all sorts of awards, and he'll step in and, and take over chef duties every once in a while, and um, he, he's just, he's a, he's a foodie. You know, food so, nerds. Yeah, food nerd. <laughs> and um, so I gave him a call. And here's his response. So, Clay, this is like another test. You know? right. so, I would right. do indirect heat. Indirect heat. Yeah, I have tried. I mean, I've tried to, to grill cod. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good idea. <laughs> what happens? It is really fragile. And, and if, 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 you're, if your grill has any stickiness quality to it, yeah. you will have a, mat, a big mess on your hands. So, so flaky fish is is tough on the grill. Yeah, well, that type. I mean, cod is is very. It's so fragile. Um, let me think about other flaky fish. I mean, uh, what? Give me give me another example of a flaky <laughs> fish. Um, see, so cod is a is a big one. Um, how, halibut. Halibut. Yes. What about halibut? Halibut um, is actually easier on the grill. Hmm. Okay. Um, and I would make sure I've done halibut on the grill. I would just make sure that that the grill is really well seasoned. Okay. Um, meaning that that like every little metal bar has been scrubbed, like not no, rubbed down with like a wet, a well oiled cloth or paper towel or something, just to really clean it. Yeah. Okay. And. Um, I would start always start skin side down. Oh, okay, that's a good trick. So skin side down, really super well seasoned. Yes. And, and uh, make sure that the fish is well lubed. <laughs> well lubed with oil, and then um, uh, and then indirect heat. That works too with with halibut. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, I think his name's Scott. Scott from Kansas. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's good fish nerd's uh, advice. So that's great. Okay. Well, let me know if he may disagree, but let me know. <laughs> All right, I will. Hey, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye. All right, bye. All right. So that you had the right answer with the skin, the skin uh, on the uh, fillet, skin down. I could be a famous chef. You could be a famous chef. So there that's, you go. Wow. See. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> you are a genius. So that's one for one. So this is the first one, and you got the first one right. I did. So there you I go, did. one for one. All right, you want another one? Uh, yeah, let's do another one. Okay, here we go. Give me two seconds here. It's loading up. Hey, guys. This is Nick from uh, Massachusetts. This is guys a couple times, especially Clay. I do have a question for you guys. 
this week, during midweek, I might get up to New Hampshire, so it's probably a question more for Clay because I'm going up his area. Do you have any advice or do you know if anyone's actually caught a pike from Jericho Pond? I've heard that they're in there, but do you guys have any proof of it? you guys caught any, seen any? Um, that's my question. And if I do get up there, Clay, I'll probably uh, try to catch up with you and see if we can go fishing together. Uh, talk to you guys later. Have fun. Uh, thanks. Bye. Okay. All right, Nick asking about Pike at Jericho Lake. Jericho Lake up in Berlin, New Hampshire. And That's I a long the, way. It is. Well, for me, it's only 40 minutes. Oh. But I know the answer. What's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, there's uh, – Fishing Game says there are pike in there. And yep. according to the people in the know, they do catch them up in that lake. And the interesting thing about pike in Jericho Lake versus anywhere else in the state mm-hmm. is – is pike need to be, I think it's 24 or 32 inches to keep, or 24 inches to keep anywhere else in New Hampshire. In Jericho Lake, I think it's only 18 inches. Wow. So they, so that suggests that they don't like pike in Jericho Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not native. And they, and you know pike, they're hungry. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the answer. There are pike there and you can catch them and you can keep them. Uh, although from experience, I can tell you they're not. At least the way we cooked them. Not the greatest table fish, the way we cooked it. Do you yeah. remember how we cooked it, Dave? I don't remember. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, remember, the, the northern pike we caught in the Connecticut River it took us like six trips out to get it. It was an hour drive out, hour and a half drive out. <laughs> yeah, it was painful. <laughs> and so I decided that the pike was very jerky, and therefore I made <laughs> jerky out of the pike. That's right. My mistake. The pike probably tasted great, and I'm insulting pike by... Not eating them properly, but we made a maple blackberry pike jerky, and uh, it tastes as good as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Ooh, yeah, I remember that now. I think I still taste it. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, pike jerky. Yeah, and Nick is a cool guy. Uh, we'll have him on the podcast sometime. He uh, he has a uh, fishing blog out of uh, Massachusetts. We'll put a link up on our page, but it's really good. Uh, he's he's a total fish nerd and yep. a lot of fun to fish with, so we like that guy. Yeah, and good he's guy. a he's a writer, too. He'll write for things. He writes for On the Water Magazine. You know, On the Water Magazine, I just want to just do a little plug. I bought one the other day, and uh, I really hadn't read it much. I'm surprised of how like good the articles are. Um, a lot of times, those those rags, you don't think much about them. Um, how come a rag? We might want to write for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're always trying to sell big, you know, bass, this, that, and the other, and all this. But um, the articles, I was I was really impressed. And um, so anyway, I, I recommend people to pick up a copy of that and uh, check it out. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. By the way, we get we use um, Google Messages or Google phone numbers for our voicemails. <laughs> and I'm just going to read you one. So th- when, when you use Google Messaging, they, uh, they send you a text message of the phone, of the voicemail you get, as well as the actual link. Right. And so, so th- state-of-the-art voice recognition detects software, obviously. Right. And so let me just read you that uh, Nick's message the way I read it on my computer before we called it back. It says, hey, guys, this is Nick from Massachusetts. This is Dad, couple of times, special client. I do have a question for you guys. This means during the week I might get up to New Hampshire. It is it's, is probably on the question what the quite knowing up there in the area. 
you have any advice or do you know if anyone's actually caught up items are coupon? <laughs> I thought of that there in there, but you guys have any proof? Let you guys find anything in. That's my question. <laughs> so really, uh, you have state to of the art, state of the art, but free. <laughs> That's so, right. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. That's actually yeah, thank free you. number. So, um, so we'd li- like to thank our sponsor, uh, Google. Google. Yeah. Uh, for sponsoring the fishing fish nerds hotline. That's right. I'm going to play one more. We don't need to respond to it, but we can. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's a, I have to have a choice, but to play it, but. I, I understand. Yeah, so. Let's see if this works. Hi, I'm Zoe. I live in Conway. What's your favorite kind of fish? All right. That's it. <laughs> That's Zoe. And I have a, you know, that's my kid. And she's six. Uh, there's nothing, when you have a call a house and you get a voicemail and it's the little cute kid on the voicemail and it's obnoxious. Oh, God. Right? But right. that's, that's my version. <laughs> so I had to play it. Cause you had kid. to play it, yes. Because it was less obnoxious when it's my kid. <laughs> it is, you know, I mean, I've always told, uh, my kid that, you know, she's the only kid I like, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, she knows my favorite kind of fish. Oh. Yeah, what's what? your favorite fish, Dave? Bowfin. Really? Yes. Never I seen used, one. I used to catch bowfin out in Indiana, uh, some of the natural lakes. They are the coolest fish. Um, uh, they're just super cool. They're like bass that are ancient. Bass, like oh. they eat bass literally for breakfast. That's uh, awesome. Really cool fish. What's yours? My, I, you know, I, it depends on the day you ask me. Mm. So my favorite freshwater fish in New Hampshire is I really like pickerel. Mm, nice. I re- really just like the fish. Awful fun fish. And then my favorite ocean fish to catch, um, jeez, uh, probably bluefish. Oh yeah, really like bluefish. So. Yeah, when they're blitzing and all that jazz. Yeah, and I haven't caught one in years, but... Still. Yeah. Good uh, fun. Good fun. Good well, fun. I, I don't mean to... to uh, yeah, I like your kids, too. So. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, your kid's all right. <laughs> all the other ones. Yeah. But yours, the other one. Forget about it. All right. <laughs> That's Stump the Fish Nerds. Now, this for Stump the Fish Nerds, it gets better if more people call with more nerdy fish questions. Yes, the so, nerdier, the better. Yeah, you can't stump us. We dare you to try it. <laughs> so. And just be forewarned, Dave makes stuff up. So. <laughs> Look, I'm not the one that failed an exam recently. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a good point. Just be forewarned, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know he nothing. He doesn't lie. He just doesn't oh, man. Just oh. give me multiple choice. I'll get through it. <laughs> So that about wraps it up. We do have a big book meeting coming. tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, with the book doctors. Yes. So that was very exciting. We were uh, we had kind of we were at a low point. Clay fires off one desperate email saying, "Look, what can we do? We're podcasting. We're doing all this stuff. We're being us." And and uh, one of the book doctors emailed back and said, "Oh, those publishers are idiots. Let's talk." So, well, they're the they're only idiots if they don't buy our book. So, right. If you're a publisher listening to this, you can be the genius. That's right. You know, you have the chance. You could be the one who gets it. <laughs> so, let's be careful. 
Always the diplomat. Always oh, the you diplomat. know, I'd like someone to buy our book, Dave, and I don't want to insult everybody. <laughs> I, I'm ready to start insulting.